Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo and hello everybody, Mike here. Welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast. And today I'm going to do a little bit of an episode that's going to be the a first part of a three-part series. Over the next three weeks, I'm going to be taking a deep dive into the 50s this week, the 60s next week, and the 70s the week after. And I'm going to do it with a couple of friends. We're going to talk through these decades, talk through the different sets mainly and, the, and some key cards because I, I think as much as it's important to talk about hobby news and what's going on and just perceptions, you know, at the end of the day, I just love talking about the cards and talking about the different sets and key stuff. It's just so much fun. And I've got two guys with me tonight that are incredibly knowledgeable about vintage. And they're two good friends of mine. I'm going to go ahead and bring them on now. And then we're going to start rolling here. And that's Don from Don's Field of Dream Cards and uh, George from Diamond Yard Sports Cards. Hi, guys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Don. How are you guys? Hey, George. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Well, guys, thanks for being here with me. I'm so excited we're starting with the 50s because I think we could all agree, and most vintage collectors would agree, the 50s are the just most awesome decade of cards. There are so many great sets. There was competition between Bowman and tops at least for the first half of the decade so you had innovation and creativity and great players i mean you just had so many great names involved in baseball that had sports cards i mean is am i wrong to just say the 50s are the best the fit best decade of sports cards is that too much to say nope i i couldn't agree more and both like you said both companies have amazing uh amazing looking sets and you had so many great holdover players from the 40s, um, you know, like Williams and Musial and and not only those, but obviously just tremendous rookie card classes um, that we're going to go over. But, I mean, that was one of my criteria was, well, how, how strong was the rookie card class in that set? Um, so you have all those great players in the 40s, uh, basically, other than like DiMaggio. Um, and then you have these wonderful new players that were in the game. Yeah, and I want to take it <clears throat> so everybody can understand. We're going to show some cards. We'll we'll do our best to describe what we're showing. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll obviously be able to follow along a little bit better. But we're going to take this from three angles. We're going to each talk about our first. We're going to talk about our least favorite set because as great as the '50s was, I think there are some sets that leave a little bit to be desired. Then you've got we'll do our favorite sets, and then. The last category we're going to cover is our most overrated or underrated set. Sorry. Um, we could do overrated set too, but we'll just stick to yeah. underrated set. Uh, I do think there are some overrated sets uh, in 50s, 1952 tops. But I was just going to say that. Or I was thinking, did I, did I say that out loud? 52 tops overrated? I Great set. Like, let's not kid ourselves. The 52 tops is great. I, I don't think it's as great as everybody makes it out to be. Um, but. Let's go with our least favorite set for, I mean, yeah, our least favorite set first. Don, what is your least favorite set of the 1950s? Am I picking one for Bowman and Tops or just one? What do you think? Uh, however you want to talk about it. Okay. That we can, we can figure it out. I think for Tops, for me, it's the 1955 uh, set. And when I look through the cards I have of the 50s, I have major stars in every year except for 55 
and I, I chose three cards for each set to show, and I could barely find three cards. Um, you know, one came from my minor league to major league set. This is in 1955. I don't even know who this is. Dave Hoskins. And then I have a Monty Irvin. How new Hauser. And what I think I don't like about it is, you know, it starts off with a really bright, vibrant color on the back and it fades to white. And I think if the bright, vibrant color would have stayed on it, like the 58s, um, it would be more appealing to me. And I think that the 56 just blows these out of the water. You know, they use the same portrait. When I compare the two, and if I have a chance to get a 55 or a 56, I prefer the 56, um, with the exception of, of two of the key rookies in that set that I don't have either one of, um, Clemente and Koufax. But the set just, you know, it it's, doesn't do much for me. And I, I can't give like an exact reason, but I, I never gravitate to looking for 55s. Okay, George, what's your immediate reaction to Don picking the 55 top set as his least favorite set? I did, couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the reason is, okay, for me, the, the, the two most, I, I took this and I thought about it today. If I was a kid and I you know, remember when we're opening packs, we're kids and you looked at the new sets and you love the design or the photos or whatever. And you, so I put myself kind of back in time and saying to myself, well, if I'm opening this set, is, is it a new photo of, of Mays or Aaron or whoever, Whitey Ford or whoever you like? Um, is the design new? Is, is it is it different? Was it creative? Um, as a kid, would I like it? And, and then I thought, you know, were the subsequent issues just kind of retreads or not? And I think the 50s is full of quite a few retreads. And I want to say that I think every, I love these cards. I agree with you, Mike. It's a wonderful time period and i love all these cards i would not i would any year of any type of card from the 50s i i do love so this is kind of like you know picking the, <laughs> the which kid do you like least you know yeah exactly but um in, in regard to the 55 tops um i like here's a here's a maze um in, in a 3.5 and i like the fact that it fades from dark to light it, to me it kind of gives it a three-dimensional view um i like the the way it's really colorful uh i like the logo um i felt like this was an inimaginative set um that tops came out with now 56 is to me overrated i know it sounds ridiculous but the rookie cards in this set, you know, like you mentioned, Don Clemente, Koufax, uh, Killebrew, the 56 top set has Aparicio, um, and it's beautiful. But for some reason, I feel like 56, here's a Ted Williams, 56, kind of looks to me like it's just, it's darker. Like it's kind of under a shadow compared to the brightness of 55. Yeah, there you go. Beautiful card. I mean, these are all beautiful. I, I'm just... To right. me, 55 was actually on my list of sets that I really liked. Um, we all have differences of opinion, but I just, I like the creativity that Tops was doing. Here's the back of the maze with the, you know, the uh, write-up and everything. And so that creativity in 55 that you got when you open, when you open the packs, I don't, I think in 56, if you were a kid, you're kind of like, well, it's kind of like the same thing. Like the picture of Aaron is the same. The picture of a lot of the guys is the same. Um, so that's kind of how I, I looked at it. Let's <laughs> all show our 56 tops, Ted Williams cards. <laughs> Gotta have it. Who's got the best grade? Let's oh, non-graded for, for George. Don? 4.5. This is a flex moment. I got a six. So yeah, th this one I'm holding is an eight all day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like a four. It's like a four. Uh, okay, interesting take. You know, it, it is funny that... What I love about this is no matter what our opinions are about favorite, least favorite, whatever, like you said, George, we love them all, right? It's not like I'm going, this set sucks. I never, I don't want to ever own any cards from this set. It's terrible. That is not the case. I think we would all agree. And so it's more of a, if I had to choose one that I just kind of wish was maybe done a little bit different, I don't like all the retreads of the pictures that 
like that's a great word for it. Just it feels very uh, lazy by tops. It's probably the best word I could use that you'll have Mays's photograph, the same photograph and Clemente and Aaron used three or four times throughout the decade for their portrait. And it just feels like, really, you couldn't take another picture. I mean, I don't feels lazy, but um, my reaction to the 55 being your least favorite set, Dawn, is I, I can I can see it. I, I certainly don't agree necessarily, but I also I, I can understand why somebody wouldn't like the 55. The problem is you've got three great players with their rookie cards in that set with, right. like, you know, so it, you know, the design, if we're just, that's kind of the thing, least favorite in what way, the way the cards look, the people in the, you know, the, the people, the players in the set, you know, what there's, it's probably a combination of all of those things. And so I understand where you're coming from. I think uh, with on that, it, it just gets left out because I like the other ones so much. It's kind of you got to rank them somewhere. Of course, it's like well, you know. I just, yeah, and I'll give you an example, uh, just from my personal what I watch. But you know, like the the Jackie Robinson, the fifty six tops Jackie Robinson has gotten so much traction, um, and it is doubly more plentiful than the fifty five tops Jackie Robinson, and it looks it's almost similar. It's a real similar card, same picture of his face. Um, yeah, there's there's a fifty six. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. And Beautiful. Uh, Mike, I know you just picked this one up in a two, I think. A two and a half, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, a two. The, You're right, a two. It's this a is two. The, the partial diamond <laughs> derivation at SGC. Right. Um, but anyway, so it's I've noticed that the prices of this 55 Jackies are not really much more. And the 56 might even be more. Um, and it's just got a lot of traction. People love the card. And I think they love the 56 top set in general. Um, so I, yeah, Don's opinion, I think, is, is very uh, respected in the card collecting community. Um, yeah. And it is. I mean, 56 tops is beautiful. Well, George, while you're on a roll, what is your least favorite set of the 50s? Um, I, this was a resounding. Well, I have two, but the first one that I can think of, and I love this card. I've had this card since I was super young. It's one of the first vintage cards I bought raw at the card shop. Is this is a, a fifty-seven tops Yogi, and so this Yogi is beautiful, right? It's it's an eight. It's great, but this set to me is tops first foray into the into taking photographs. And I think they did really, really poorly. Um, the design to me is very unimaginative. There's like two colors on it. Um, the Yogi is white, the Barra is yellow, and there just isn't much going on. I mean, even on the mantle, they have to airbrush a guy out of the right side of the card uh, because their photography was so poor. And I think you kind of see that carry over in their photography. Like in 58, they went with more portraits. Uh, the 57 has action shots. And I think they realized, boy, we didn't do too well on that. Let's do some portraits in 58. And in 59, let's do the oval uh, and have less room for the cards. I, I just, I'm just thinking this is a Dobie, 59 Dobie. Um, it's a six and a, or it's an eight, it's an eight. But, but anyway, I, I, that's kind of my feeling about 57 tops. I mean, the thing that really though brings it back is the Robinson rookies, you know, Brooks and Frank Robinson, um, among others. But I mean, it is still a beautiful set. But to me, if if I'm if I'm collecting Hank Aaron, I'm looking for the '57 Hank. It's probably the last '50s card I'm looking for. Uh, the Maze, I don't have a '57 Maze. It's it's just kind of escaped me, and I haven't made it high on the list because I'm not a super fan of the set. By the way, as we're going through this, I want everybody out there to understand, we don't know what each other selected as our least favorite favorite and most underrated set. So as I'm hearing this, if my mouth looks agape, if you're watching on YouTube, then it might be, what? That's your least favorite? Um, I totally understand that, actually, though, because I think Tops, when they went this photograph, obviously they, they made the design where it's all about the photograph and less about the design of the card. You know, they're, they're making this jump into using actual photographs. So maybe they were trying to recreate some of the magic from 53 Bowman color, right. Or something, but 
I don't know. It, it, it which, does. which Bowman did outstanding job on that. I mean, I think the photos on those are fantastic. Are just great. For yeah. sure. But you've got, like you said, a little bit of uh, a lot of shots of guys, you know, swinging a bat on the, you know, during pregame or something like that. Or it, it, I wouldn't call them action shots as much as I'd call them posed, you know, holding a bat versus just a portrait. Right. It's it's mm-hmm. like I, I, I really do love the Campanella in the 57 tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a great card. But it's that same kind of deal. It's just a posed, you know. And I mean, you know, you probably kids at the time probably didn't have a chance to see like a full a full batting pose of a certain player. And they might have seen that Campanella shot and been like, oh, that's his batting stance. I've been listening to him on the radio for a couple of years. And now I finally see what he really looks like uh, in his stance. And like the Klazuski card is great with the the cutoff, you know, right. the right. cutoff shoulders. Again, I, I love all these cards. I mean, I, I try to pick them all up, but that that was my angle. I don't know. Am I? Is that your favorite one, Mike? Am I? No. Uh, well, you don't know yet. But I know, uh, Don. What's your reaction to fifty-seven tops being? I love fifty-seven tops. So <laughs> like, I do agree to a point with with George. Like like to Clemente, I'm not a big fan of that card. Um, it's just boring to me. You know, you talked about the poor photography with Mantle. Well, look what they did with Aaron. They couldn't even get this right. Even though I love this card. Like, seriously, you you let that one go by. And here's another example of what Mike was saying on the sidelines, just taking a practice swing. Um, but I think what I like about these cards is I just like the full. There you go. Like, I like the ones I'm showing, which is Ernie Banks, uh, Duke Snyder, and Hank Aaron. Um, I don't really like the 57 portrait shots. But there's just something about these I think are are just classy looking. Um, they're crisp. And kind of going back to what you said, George, earlier, this is something new for them. After having 55 and 56, looking the same opening packs. Well, this, uh, yeah. The Campanella is a great card, too. Um, you know, I saw someone else say, you know, oh, everything's on the side or on the, you know, over by the dugouts and there's nothing imaginative to them, but, um, you know, the, it's not my favorite set of the 50s, but I I try to get as many of the Hall of Famers from this set um, over, like, the 55. And, and certainly there's a lot of, I mean, the condition sensitivity of, of 57 specifically, it looks like they cut the corners or the edges with a bandsaw. I mean, I had had a... I had a K line and a PSA eight, and it just the sides of it looked like a bandsaw cut it, um, and that's just normal. Beachy card, you know. Yeah, beachy card. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I think that the also for me the the kind of lack of color and, and it's really kind of you, you know when you have a nice copy of a fifty seven card because the color pops right because so often they I don't, don't. know how this shows up on here. This is a seven. My glare is horrible, but this one is really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, that blue, uh, and it's, you know, that that pops. You know, you have a good copy. Um, Straight on here, but well, here's the. I'll tell you all a story about Fifty Seven Tops and why it's kind of not necessarily my favorite set, but a little bit near and dear. Most of you guys know I'm trying to get every Hall of Famer ever on a Tops card in the '50s through the '80s. Calling it the four decade set of lunacy is probably what I need to really call it. And what I what started it all for me for that was I bought that 57 Tops Campanella in a PSA 7. And I went, I wonder if I can get all the 57 Hall of Famers. Let me just try to do the, this set in the 50s. And I already, I already had the mantle and a couple of the other Hall of Famers and some of the rookies. But that camp, when I got that Campanella, I thought, because I wasn't collecting Campanella, I just thought it was a beautiful card. And I said, you know, let me try to do all the 57s. And so I did the 57s. And I thought, well, what if I just started doing every year? <laughs> and, and why not, you know, make it my lifelong project kind of thing. And so that really started me, that card, that set kind of on this journey of this never ending idea that I have. But it's, I love it. By the, like, it's a wonderful thing that that started me on that. 
Um, I guess it's now time for my least favorite set, isn't it? It is. <sighs> Anybody want to guess what my least favorite set is? No. <laughs> not 57 tops. 59. It is not 57 tops. 59. But it is 1952 Bowman. Is my least favorite set of the 50s. That was going to be, that was my number two. For a- and I'll, I'll tell you why it, it my least favorite set. Um, there are some really cool cards in the 52. And I almost picked the 51 Bowman, honestly, because I feel like 51 Bowman is almost picture for picture, a complete retread of 50 Bowman, you know. If a player had a card in 50 Bowman, it looks the same in 51 Bowman, by and large, other than the size of the cards are slightly different. But 52 Bowman feels like an extension of that. Again, I keep using the word laziness because it just feels uncreativity or not lack of creativity is probably the, the better way to put it because 52 feels like a total just lay down by Bowman. Like, okay. Uh, there's not even any names on the front, which is okay. They have the um, facsimile signature on the front instead. And, you know, I mean, I have here's a Barra that I'm showing right now. I mean, it's not that it's an ugly card. It just feels unimaginative, really. Uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there are beautiful pictures on that. And the Campanella is wonderful. But it was, I have on, on notes here that I wrote this afternoon. I began it with, yeah, there's the campy. I mean, it's a beautiful yep. card. It is. Yeah, it really is. Um, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're talking about least favorite stuff that's absolutely gorgeous. It's not, <laughs> right. it's not 88, it's not 88 right. genres. Right. Right, Mike? Mine's a six on the campy. Mine, we tied. It's <laughs> the way to do it. That's the way to do it. On uh, my notes here, I had 52 Bowman, more of the same. Right. Because right. I the same thing, you know, very, very similar design from the two previous years. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, a 52 Bowman, and it's carried by that second year Mantle and Mays, which are great, but um, you know, it's I mean, and they're beautiful cards, but to me, it's the same way. If you opened a pack of 50 Bowman, then 51 Bowman, and 52, you were kind of like, Well, what's new? Does the gum taste different? Well, I'll tell you, there's there's probably something to that, and the, and the reality of it is, if you haven't read this book called The Bubblegum Card War, and it the great Bowman and top sets from 48 to 55. And it talks about, you know, tops came out with a set in 51, right? They're, it's the game cards that are, it, it is tops first set. Although most people think 52 tops is the first top set. It was not. In fact, 51 tops really wasn't the first top set, but it was the first top set using current players. It's probably the best way to put it. And I don't think Bowman in, in reading this book, Bowman did not consider tops much of a threat. Honestly, they were like, we've got this whole baseball card thing locked down right. and tops is not doing anything. And Cy Berger comes up with, you know, this beautiful 52 tops design that's still overrated. Uh, I'll keep throwing that in there every time I can, but it was innovative. It was different. It And Bowman's doing the same thing. 50 Bowman, 51 Bowman, 52 Bowman, all very similar. Not a whole lot of, of differentiation between those sets. And 52 Tops comes on the scene and I think surprises them. And then, but what we get out of that surprise is maybe the one of the most gorgeous sets ever produced, period. And you get 53. Bowman goes, okay, we need to step up our game, right? And it damn near bankrupted him, right? So reading this book really gives, if you've never read it, anybody out there, the baseball card, uh, the bubblegum card war, I'm sorry, by Dean Hanley, who's, by the way, the owner of Dean's cards, which you see them on eBay all the time. Great insight into what was happening in the early 50s in the in the sport, the baseball card world, especially not necessarily sports cards in general, but certainly baseball. And you know, uh, I'm throw a question at you with the 52s. So, you know, I'm a big musical collector and here's his 52 Bowman, which I've always kidded that. I don't know if you remember the red plastic wiffle ball bats when you're a kid. They're real small and they get yeah, big. Yeah. That's what this looks like. But exactly. Musial's in 48, 49, 52, and 53 for Bowman. And he's missing the years of tops. Like I would have loved to have seen him in 54, 56, 53. 
So I understand some years why he was with Bowman and not Toss, but do you guys know why there were years he was on neither sets? What the score is behind that? So from what I understand, he just he didn't do a deal with either either one. Um, you know, top his first tops card officially was do y'all know what Mutual's first tops card was? Yes, the fifty uh nine all star. Fifty eight. Fifty eight all star. Fifty eight all star. They were so excited to have Mutual back on as a or to have him with tops that they triple printed that card. Um so it's very easy to get. Uh, what year? 15? Yeah, I was doing some research on some of this stuff too. There's a great article, and I can't take credit for this, but um, it was from Sports Collectors Daily by a, a gentleman named George Verichek. His name sounded familiar to me. I don't know why, um, but anyway. So yeah, he was talking about how Cy, he interviewed Cy Berger, and he said basically Cy told him that he became really good friends with Willie Mays in like 1951 when he was going into the locker rooms trying to get contracts for tops, uh, have him sign his contracts for tops cards. And then eventually Cy had the, they were paying people a hundred dollars to given, given each player, no matter who, what level of skill or popularity, a hundred dollars um, to uh, produce their cards. And then he came up with the idea to pay 125 and Bowman was paying like 75. And so then they started to go into exclusivity contracts with the different players, which is why you see certain guys on certain cards and, and with Bowman or without with, without tops or with tops. Um, anyway, I just thought that that was, I mean, it's, it's a long article um, and it's on the internet called um, tops and Bowman during quote, the war years, 1951 and 1955. Um, I can't get into all of it, but it was just this idea. Yeah. You would be, that's part of my my calculus here for these sets is are you missing major people? Um, you know, you you can only get Jackie Robinson in tops, you know, after when this all started, right? So 52 on, he's only in tops, no Bowman. Um, other players like Satchel, you know, you have only the 53 tops card, but he played in 52. He played, you know, before that. Right. Uh, so well, I know you guys know that. Jackie, but. it's interesting. Jackie doesn't have a 51 Bowman. Or 51 tops. There is no Jackie Robinson, you know, mainstream issued card in 51, right? Correct. Yeah, you have 52 tops. You you have Burke 52, Ross? Oh, you said mainstream. Burke, yeah, you have 52 Burke Ross, um, which I would have put on the list as one of my favorite sets, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> we we are sticking with tops and bowman, by the way, everybody. But the the this bubblegum card war book does go through the contracts and all the, the stories you just said about Cy Berger going to locker rooms and talking to player. It, it's all in here. And it's, it's a wonderful read. If you've never read it, I, I will. I get, I get nothing from Dean Hanley from promoting his book, but it's uh it's pretty good. The first uh, thing I buy from Dean. That's right. It might be the first thing we buy from Dean's car. His prices are reasonable now. Right, they used to be. Yeah, the Dean's cards. I'd be like, forget really? about it. I'm not buying. Yeah, that. now I'm like, boy, that wasn't a bad deal. Right, <laughs> it looks looks looked pretty good. Um, so that's my least favorite. Uh, Don, what do you think about my least favorite, 52 Bowman? Um, I get where you're coming from. Um, because it is just a, a copy of the year before. It's just th those three sets are just beautiful to me because i like the artwork the paintings um and again it's like picking your least favorite kid it's mm -hmm. it's so hard um but if out of all the bowmans i i could totally see where you're coming from just you know what george mentioned it earlier it's like did you put any effort into this guy's uh, being creative you did the next year but you know and imagine if you were a collector back then collecting bowman you had 50, 51, 52, all three different sizes of cards, right? Yeah. I mean, 50 Bowman's the square, right? 51's the tall, slender one, and 52 Bowman, I think, is a little bit bigger, isn't it? Uh, I thought 52 uh, and 51 were the same. No, they look the same. They do. Yeah, I thought they were the same. Yeah. Okay, you're you're right. You're I'm right. Them up. They're the same. Okay. Yeah, I, I bought a collection, or I, I'm consigning a collection. There's a lot of 60s football cards. And I was going through them, and I don't know that I know about football cards, but 
the gentleman had a lot of Philadelphia football cards, and I think it's 64 through 66. And they look so similar. I, I like was trying to separate them, and I couldn't really do it because they were they all look so similar. I mean, if you found a box of 51 and 50, 51 and 52 Bowman, it'd be hard to like separate them. You have to take extra time to do that because they are so similar. I can never keep 51 or 52 straight, but you know, off the top of my head. The easiest uh, way is nameplates on the 51s. I, I know that, but I can't remember. I'm like, is that the 51 or is that the 52 that has the nameplate? Like, right. It's just. But well, as, a, as a youngster, you know, you always want to get like a maze or a man or rookie a dream card. And it's like, I would be looking and, and seeing 52 Bowman. And I'm like, oh, it's a rookie card. It's a rookie card, a maze. And, uh, you know, thank God <laughs> I didn't like waste my year worth of allowance buying one because I didn't, you know, thinking it was a rookie. Um, but anyway, so I, 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 I'm with you, Don. I understand. Well, George, what? It, let's move on to most favorite set, if that's even possible to distinguish right. a most favorite set. Uh, George, I thought long and there. I thought long and hard about this, and again, with like the idea of if I was opening cards at that time, what what are the eye appeal of the cards? What's the design? Is it creative? Is it different than the previous previous years? Who are the subjects in the set? Um, for me, I, I think at least my, in the top three or my top one I have is the 50 Bowman set. I know we're going from 52 Bowman, 51, 50. I mean, for me, 50 Bowman has is the first time we have these paintings. I, I didn't have a 49 here, but, you know, 49 Bowman has that a photo with a colorful overlay on it. And so a lot of times it's double printed. Um, but the 50 Bowman is, has these iconic images that were first done. Um, yeah, there you go. 49 Campy Rookie. I mean, it's a beautiful card. Um, and, and, but you can see that overlay there. So they did something different in 1950 and I think it really paid off. Now, unfortunately, the size of the cards is so small that these really dramatic images, uh, can't like, they're not quite as big. But I mean, when I say classic images, what I mean, and I'll get to other ones, but like this is a Feller. Love and when I, when, when I think of Bob Feller, 1950 Bowman Bob Feller in a four, I think of that image. I don't know why. Maybe I've seen that image as a kid in, a, in, in baseball books, but I just think of the, you know, the heater from Van Meter winding up. And I love the fact that in the background, they have all these really neat you know, stadiums. And also it's, for me, it's it's the level of where the the le the height of, of where the angle is on this. Like this is a little bit lower of an angle, so you're kind of looking up at Feller a little bit, and as opposed to a lot of the cards, just do this straight on view, right? And so because of the angle, you see the background, you see on Larry Doby's card, you you see the background of the stadium, other classic images like, um, you know, Warren Spahn. Um, and then, yeah, that's, you know, where I'm, yeah, where I'm going to is the same as Mike. Beautiful Jackie, Mike. Someday, one can so, have one of those. Yeah, I mean, these images, and it's not just, I'm not just saying this because of Robinson. It's Duke Snyder, Phil Rizzuto. That was one I was, Don, I was thinking about your Phil Rizzuto and the Duke, Duke Snyder. Snyder. The Duke Snyder card is, like, in my opinion, the nicest card of duke snyder that has ever been produced it's so neat um, that's rob connor here. is that kiner yeah. yeah and i mean admittedly the set does suffer from lack of rookie cards you've got don newcomb i love and the yogi yeah the yogi that, look at that image that card is one of my all-time favorites yeah it's just I, a classic image that. And, and so i don't think that even though i think the only weakness for my money of the 50 bowman set is a lack of rookies um, like I said, Newcomb, but from I appeal from the angle, the creativity that, that the set has, the colors, the backgrounds. Um, I just think, I, I think it's really hard to beat it in the fifties. Don, your reaction to his assessment of the 50 Bowman. I, I, I'm on board with him on this one. hundred percent. I love this set. Um, the lack of rookies doesn't bother me as much because I, I'm not really a rookie collector. I mean, I do have some rookie cards and some key rookie cards, but it's it's not one of my big collecting goals. But the photography or or the I shouldn't say the photography, even though these are taken from photographs, um, 
but the paintings on these cars are just beautiful. And just what George said, the background, like on this Rizzuto, you, you know, there's three guys in the background back here. I don't know if they're playing Pepper or, or what they're doing, but there's just, they tell a story almost. Like you feel like, I mean, obviously these are from the fifties, but it takes you back. I feel like, oh, there's a story back there and I'm in the fifties watching these games. Um, just a great set in my opinion. I I have nothing else to add. I, I, I agree. Um, I think it's a it's a gorgeous set. I just uh, wanted to add one more thing about the, the sure. set. Like it's not just it's also not just the backgrounds like I've done on the Phil Rizzuto card. You know, it, it tells a story. It's like a painting. But like, you know, I remember the first time I saw the Ted Williams and it, it's a little bit lower on him and he's swinging, mm -hmm. coming, falling through. And it just looks so much. Yeah, it's I mean, like, do you think of another card when you think of Ted Williams. I mean, I, I love the 41 play ball. I like a lot of his cards, but I'm like, that is just a great image of, you know, one of the greatest hitters of all time. You know, it's interesting that I had that you have just opened my eyes to about this set that I had not ever thought about because these were taken from photographs, as Don said, think about all the later tops card from 57 on. 95% of the photographs were either taken at Yankee Stadium or the Polo Grounds or Ebbets Field, right? And so you don't get a diverse background, but you've got in the 50 Bowman, Ted Williams in his home whites for the Red Sox at Fenway Park. And that's not something you get for a long time with Tops because they take all the photos and you, you know, later on you get all the pictures at either Shea for the National League guys or you know, Yankee Stadium for the American League guys, by and large. So that's a great point. I never thought about that till right now. So it's fun looking, you know, do an inner uh, Google search for those photographs. Um, I've seen the bear. I've seen the Duke Snyder. You know, it's just really cool to see the actual photographs that these were painted from. The Jackie is out there. I mean, you yeah. can find that picture that the Jackie is that's used for the Jackie picture. So I, I get it. Uh, Don, what about your favorite set? Oh, where do I start? Um, I really can't pick one. I mean, I'll go with, I'm going to pick one Bowman and, and I got to go with a couple uh, of the tops. So the 50 Bowman is probably my favorite Bowman, but the 53 is right there. This is Warren Spawn. And then it's the 53, 54, 56 for the tops. You know, and I know you said pick one. I, I just can't. <laughs> you know, there's bear. It's like they're just great. And the, the 54s, I was telling Mike before we went on, I only need three more 54s for the Hall of Fame set. And it's Barra, Doby, and Snyder. And they all have that pea green background. Reminds me like of the old refrigerators. I don't love those 54s, but the rest of the set, love it. So if you had to hold me down to one, I guess I'm going to say 56. Um, you know, all I need is Mickey Mantle for the uh, Hall of Fame run. And uh, so I'm going to say 56 tops. Great Campanella. What's your grade on that Mantle? Three? Mike? No, a two. A two. And I don't even care. No, I <laughs> I'm just glad to have it. Yep, I hear you because I don't have it. Um, That's a great card, that Clemente. I like that better than his rookie. I do too. Even though I say I like 55 better. So I'm going to go with for my favorite set. Again, very, very difficult. I have such an affinity for the 53 Bowman color. Um, I love. 58 the colors i do as well but i have to go with 54 tops it's my favorite set and if, I, if i had to choose one and it's all the things you've already said don but you've got hank aaron's rookie you've got ernie banks's rookie you've got um al k-line tommy Lasorda. i'm going blank al k-line and then you've just got so many of these great players. The only negative for the 54 tops is it doesn't have Mickey Charles Mantle in the set. 
he's only has a Bowman card in 54. So, and in 55, but you only have Bowman mantles. And so that, if you had a, if you had a, think if you had a tops mantle in the 54 top set, it would be like over the moon. And it's still gorgeous. I do love all the colors. I actually like the pea green ones. <laughs> um, I'm looking for, who were you saying has the pea green? Adobe, Snyder, and Barra. So here's my Snyder. I I mean, it's not a great combination with the blue, but it's definitely. Yeah, it's ugly. Is that, Don, does that remind you of a refrigerator from 1974? Absolutely. But it's also weird, you know, that. I blue, love that card. It's yeah. the blue on the Whitey Ford and, you know, the other players that have this blue background. Orange Spawns is blue, too. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you're just talking about, here's the Barra, the pea green. That's my least favorite Barra card from the 50s, I think. I actually think it's pretty terrific, honestly. And what's great about 54 is you only got borders on three sides, right? So even if the card's a little bit off-center, it doesn't, because you're not looking at four borders for some weird reason in my brain, it doesn't look as bad centering wise yeah like my, my banks like again guys sorry it's terrible seeing on here but it, it's very very far up on the yeah top. it's pretty pretty yeah, high mine is too. Versus my jackie your jackie's not as high as the right. banks is. right but i just first of all for the price i couldn't beat it on this banks but it, it's just really hard to find um ernie banks card centered well it, but i agree mike it 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 doesn't look that bad because of only the three borders. Yeah, it hides it a little bit. It can kind of disguise the the off centering. We know it's there, but it doesn't look as bad as if that was a white border that yeah. was being chopped off. You know. Yeah, Plus, I think it has a white background too. So if if you have centering that is good left to right, then I think it really makes up for any the bottom and stuff. So exactly. yeah, there we go. It's a Hank Aaron fest. Hold on, no, you're, gonna, you're gonna do yours too. Yeah, I, I, Mike, I agree with you too because this this back, the green, the green back, and the multicolored back, I really like this. I mean, you you really took time on the back. If you know, if if you really touch the card stock, you know it's a quality card. Never a bad time to buy a Hank Aaron rookie. I've heard people say that, Eric. What I Shout think is that too is you've got this, the two Williams. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that there's two Ted Williams cars, because that's when he made his triumphant return to tops uh, after being a, a Bowman guy. Uh, he doesn't have a 53 card, right? Yeah. I, they were saying that um, he doesn't have 53 or... There's a 52 Burke Ross, but I, because he was in Korea, right? Uh, that's so. the one of the reasons that they say, and I don't know, you know, if it's contracts as well, probably is, but that he didn't, you know, he wasn't playing. So that's why Whitey he, Ford doesn't have a 52 card. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I, I agree too, Don. It's like you get two, I had that written down, two Ted Williams. I mean, you, you, if you can get two Ted Williams, that, that gives it a boost in my mind. Right. I mean, it, you, it makes up for the fact that it doesn't have Mantle and it doesn't have Musial, but it has about everything that you could could want. The colors, I mean, it's just a. It, I agree. I think it's it's one of the top sets for sure. And what's you know, not only does it have two Ted Williams, but he he bookends the set right. So condition sensitivity on those cards is, you know obviously heightened because of people rubber banding them and throwing them in their shoe boxes and whatnot, but it just makes those cards even more desirable, more difficult to find in really nice condition. Not, I mean, mine are, I think my, uh, what are you talking about? 54 here. Sorry. Uh, my number one car, my, the Ted Williams card. Number one is a four. And then like four and a half. No, three and a half. I'm sorry. I have a three and a half. And then my number 250, I think it's number 250, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is a Correct. two and a half. So <laughs> that's what kinda, mine is. Two and a half. And it's, I think it's a great looking two and a half. I do too. I'm like, I don't, I love this card. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. So that's the other great thing. Some sets mask 
defects worse than others. And I'll tell you, for me, on the 50s cards, and we'll, then we'll get to unra- un- underrated sets. 50s cards, the biggest thing to me, for and I think for everyone, is obviously centering. Then you've got some sets that are prone to bad registration, you know, double printing or, you know, blurry images, etc. But there's a thing that happened in the 50s a lot that didn't happen a ton in subsequent decades, and that's snowing on the card, right? The Basically, the, the surface of the card gets wiped away from laying, laying, you know, rubbing against other cards or whatever, you know, would cause that. And that's, that bothers me a lot. If I won't buy a card with really any snowing, but certainly significant snowing, I'll pass. Even if it's a a okay technical grade, the snowing will just distract me because it takes away from the image. I'd rather have a rounded corners off center with a beautiful image than a beautifully centered, perfect corners and a bunch of snowing. Is that great? If if it's got snow on it, it's pretty much out for me. Like I watched a really nice uh, 59 mantle yesterday go off. It was in the middle of the day. So I'm thinking maybe I can snag this card. And I looked on my phone, it looked fine. And then I went to my office and I saw it on the computer, centered, really nice, nice colors. And there was just snow all over his face. I mean, I'm not gonna buy that. I'm just not gonna buy that card. Even if it's a great deal, it just detracts so much from the eye appeal of it that it's just, and like 57 really suffers from the the snow badly. I don't see it so much on 56s. On I guess you see it a little bit on the 54s, right, Mike? A lot, especially the Aaron rookie and the and the banks for whatever. I mean, maybe that's because that's the cards that are most that you see the most probably on that set. But I see tons of Aaron rookies with snowing all over his face, and I'm like, nope, not for me. His eyes bother me too, along with the snowing, like the 58s, the Warren Spawn. One I have has one fish eye, but a lot of them at six or seven all over the card. And, yeah, uh, and I think that 58, that's, I'm thinking back to the different sets. Like, I don't remember many fish eyes on like 53 tops, 54 tops, 55, 56, but for some reason, 58 is riddled with them. And so is 59, 59 so much, 60 has a lot of them too. Yeah. All right, so I'll go first this time since you guys have gone first on the other two. And I'm going to, pick for my most underrated set of the 50s and i've been kind of hinting at this the last few months just in general because i've been talking about it but 1955 bowman is my most underrated set and there are so many people out there that they would use the word hate the design of 55 bowman and that's great because that just means they're not out there competing for the same cards that I'm looking for. But I absolutely think the 55 Bowman set is totally underrated because it was at least a different design. You may not like it, you know, the TV cards, you may not, you may think that's a silly concept, but at least it was different. And remember, this is the age where television is just becoming prominent in the United States in living rooms across America. And, games are starting to be televised and you know it it brought the world as it was in that time something very up and coming and innovative and brought it to baseball cards and matched those two together we look at it now and go that's a ugly in 2021 we go that's a butt ugly television so who would ever own that television set um but i think it's just different and creative the images aren't exactly you know show-stopping but there are still some very uh, beautiful cards. Uh, I, I don't know why I love this Hank Aaron so much. I just think that the Hank Aaron is just a, a great looking card. I love the dark borders more than the lighter borders. You know, they have two nice, but Mike, what is the reasoning behind that? Because Mike Kaline has the light borders. So it's what series they were. Okay. Um, the earlier cards are light bordered the later cards in this i can't remember where the um the line of delineation is for that like what card number but you know the maze is just a great looking card and what's to me with this card i'll take an off-centered one rounded corners but just like i hate the snowing on some of the other like 54s and whatever if the these chip so easily that that wood grain border chips so easily that I'll I'll take 
like my maze got some bad corners and stuff but there's no chipping or or minimal chipping i should say you probably won't find a 55 bowman that we would that most of the people that we talk to would collect um yeah i think you have to be able to accept a, a modest amount of chipping you know because you're not gonna i mean unless you're gonna get an eight which is these days out of the uh in the stratosphere I, mike along with your what you're saying here i feel like this is this is the last bowman set right mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful i i feel like it was bowman's like last gasp to try to get kids involved yeah like i mean i remember upper deck in the early 2000s had e-cards and it was right. like the e stuff and so like there's ichiro e-rookies and Pujols e-rookies and they thought they were being cutting edge and you could go online and get your card or whatever, you know, and they're physical cards that codes in the back. But I feel like with Bowman doing the television with it being such a new invention, like you're saying, we all kind of just take that for granted. Now we're like, Oh, that looks something like my grandparents TV right. when I was growing up. But that at the time was a, probably a pretty neat thing for kids. So Bowman finally was getting through this had the color set and then was going full tilt, I think with this, this issue and uh you know the photos are pretty good i mean they're not they're not bad the aaron looks great the maze looks great the mantle looks great um you know i always wondered though how they grade them on top to bottom it seems like the cards that have higher grades have a much narrower brown portion of the television they do you guys see that i do um another thing about and and again i'm talking about underrated so that also means not only are there great cards in it, but I think you can buy 55 Bowman's cheaper than you can for certainly their tops counterpart. If you're going to get a 55 tops maze or a 55 Bowman maze, the Bowman's going to be significantly cheaper. And, and so it's a value thing too. If you think underrated, not just the appreciation of the set in general, but the, that appreciation is translated into the market for those cards, right? You've got, wow, there's not as much, quote unquote value there as compared to others. They also did something really cool, right? They included umpires for the first time in a set. Uh, here's the Al Barlick that I'm showing right now, but you've got Al Barlick. There is Nestor Shylock, who's a hall of famer, Jocko Conlon. Uh, you've got Cal Hubbard, who by the way, is the only, that's the only 55 Bowman card I need to have every 55 Bowman hall of famer is Cal Hubbard. And his card is, uh, He's the only guy that's in both the Major League Baseball and the NFL Hall of Fames. Mm -hmm. And he was an umpire and a referee for football. So just different things, kind of quirky stuff. And I, I just think it's an underrated set. So do y'all think I'm crazy? No, I, I, I think this is the one set that there's a love-hate. You either love it or you hate it. And, and this set has grown on me over the years. And, and you had a great point about the affordability of these, Mike. Um, I just got my Maze and Aaron within the last month. Picked up the uh, Aaron at the Pittsburgh show, and I got the Maze on eBay. And, and got really good prices, in my opinion, on them. Like you said, compared to the other cards. And, um, you know, I don't know that there's another set in the 50s, at least in my opinion, where people are like, I hate it. Or someone else says, I love it. Where it's like, okay, 55 wasn't my favorite, but I don't hate it. You know what I mean? I think this is the one set that um, is like that. And I think that's changing. I think more people are being aware of this set and realizing that it's it's a pretty nice set. Yeah, I think you're right, Don. I think the uh, the gap between the the 55 Bowman and the price gap has kind of narrowed, at least as I've seen in the last like four years. I mean, it's narrowed to some degree. I mean, you used to be able to get like a maze and a seven for like a reasonable price. You know what I mean? When you couldn't touch a... 55 maze in a seven, you know, that'd be like a couple thousand bucks. A top so big, I'm sorry. Yeah. Tops. It, it, the gaps kind of, kind of, and the, people are respecting the set more. And, but to your point, Don, about like a set that's like more polarizing, I, I can't think of one with the all time hall of famers in the fifties. That's more polarizing than that set. Right. And the 55 Bowman, the only one I can think of that people have a disdain for kind of is the 51 tops set with the, the game, the small cards, with, and, and that set doesn't have a whole lot of Hall of Famers to it, but it gets a lot of either you love it or you don't, you know. Um, but it's not like 55 Bowman. Yeah, there you go. The the Redbacks and the Bluebacks. Um, 
you know, you've got yogis, probably Yogi, Monty Irvin. Those are some of the great. That'll be my first one. I don't have any of those. Feller. And those are, those are super reasonable. I mean, you can go buy a, you can go online right now and find Warren Spawns and eights. Um, there you go. There's a Kiner, I think. Yep. They're actually, yeah, it's the Kiner. It, the 51 tops is very re relatively reasonable, not cheap. Let's not, no card in the 50s of a Hall of Famer or, or grade of the game is cheap from my perspective, but they are relatively inexpensive. Um, but they're, you can buy them in really high grades, shockingly high grades, because they're these, they're already rounded corners. You know, it's not like you have to, they grade pretty easy. Centering is obviously an issue of 51. But George, what is your most? I'm trying to move things along here. We've gone mm -hmm. almost an hour, which, by the way, we could talk literally, the three of us could talk for, say, we haven't even talked about half a day. Years. But, uh, George, what is your most, what do you think is the most underrated set in the 50s? You know, it's, I, for me, I'm going to go to, okay, there's a lot of sets you can talk about that are, that are, 52 tops, 51 Bowman, 50 uh, Bowman color. Um, but I really think that 58 tops and 59 tops are really underrated. Um, they're 50s cards. Um, and, and like the colors, the background colors on these are just gorgeous. So like, and again, they suffer from fish eyes or whatever, but this is a 50, this is a maze. And Don's got one up there too. 58. What number is Mays? Five. Five. There we go. The trifecta of Willie Mays. And, you know, it's a great card of Mays, too. He's smiling. He's yeah. happy. He looks frustrated sometimes. But I, I think that this set also, what makes the 58 top set great, one other thing is not only the colors and the pictures, but like we mentioned earlier, it's got the first card of Musial, which you know, one of the top 10 position players of all time, in my opinion. And it's just this all-star set, they did it right. This all-star set is riddled with Hall of Famers, right? You know, you it's got the first one too. First all-star set. It is, yes. And, and and it's not only like you can you could take these Hall of Famers in this in this set and, and you could like make an all-time team. I mean right. yeah. it's crazy. You know, like you got Robinson and you got Mays and you got Aaron. There's your outfield. I mean, that's an all-time outfield. And you got oh, Mantle. And you, and you didn't put you didn't put Mantle in there. Yeah, Clemente. Not yeah. he's not an all-star, but yeah. I know. yeah. But a beautiful card. And <laughs> got to throw it somehow. Yeah. One thing I really love too is is the '58 All-Star cards on the back shows you you know what they did against other teams in the league the previous year, and that was something you couldn't get. You, I mean, where are you going to get those statistics in 1958? Right. Right. I mean, if you look at like Musial here, it always killed me here. Musial against Cincinnati in 1958 hit 460. <laughs> 460. I mean, like, like if you if you were a Reds fan, you knew that. But I mean, so that like when you look at these cards, you're like, man, Aaron killed the Cubs this, you know, in, in that year or whatever. And I think that's just a really cool piece of information that's not given on any other set. Uh, in the 50s. And so that in concert with the great cards, I think it's Cepeda's rookie. Um, I'm trying to think of other rookie. Maris is rookie. So you have some rookies to hang your hat on and you have those vibrant colors. 59. I mean, you know, what can, what can be said about the, 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 the Gibby rookie? I think 59 is also a really creative set. It's got the diagonal name, which I think is really neat, all in lowercase. Um, and it's a set that I actually collected when I was growing up quite a bit. Um, this is actually an Aaron from when I was growing up uh, that I kept over the years. So, I mean, I think 59 and 58, as much as they're the end of the decade, I think they really are underrated. They are bargains, really, kind of, especially the all-star cards. Those are deals. You can get them. You can still get into a mantle and it won't, you know, break the bank. Right. Another thing you didn't mention. Robinson in 59. I do, too. And this Hank Aaron in 58, which reminds me a lot of the maze. So keep your Hank Aaron up for a second because there's something that happened in 58 that had not happened before and you see variations for the first time really in a major set because I have the Hank Aaron but I have the yellow name version which is much more difficult. Yours is the white name right, right. and I still want to get the white name. I'm actually trying to bid on one tonight but the, the variations 
I don't, I don't, I don't know the story if that was intentional or un, probably unintentional. Tops isn't that smart to think, hey, we're going to do this differently and people will care later. But <laughs> I believe this card too. There's a different variation. The 50 yeah, the Clemente. I think there's a white or something. Or yeah, the it's the team name on the Clemente. Right. Is, either yellow or white. And so you had this thing pop up that was discovered at whatever point by collectors and became collectible in and of itself. And, Oh, you have these two different things. Um, in 69, you know, later that, that kind of was at the, the mantle white letter version in 69, you know, this the 59 that I bought and I mostly collect hall of famers, but this blue with the Yankee black or Navy blue there. I just thought it popped. I, I love that baby blue north carolina blue on that card it's um, probably he probably should be a hall of famer honestly i agree 59 is one of those sets that if you see it in a binder you just want to flip through it just to see all the different color variations and how it changes and throughout the set and it's it's i agree it's pretty underrated uh don what's your most underrated set i'm gonna go with 53 and the only reason is because I think 52 overshadows it. And so I, I'm basically saying 53 is over, underrated compared to 52. I don't think it should be. Um, I just like the 53 mantle. Everyone's going up to the 51 Bowman, the 52 mantle. You don't hear the 53 as much. Same with the Maze. They're awesome cards. Um, here's a Pee Wee Reese. You know, again, we're going back to that art look. Um, Ralph Kiner. Jackie, my Jackie's in the safe, so I couldn't get in. Yogi Berra, this card was very reasonable. Now, granted, it's a two, but it's in nice shape. But, you know, as a whole, I don't know that it's it's underrated, but I think compared to what everyone thinks the 52 is, I mean, we're just showing card after card here, and they're amazing looking. That's one of the best cards of his, if not the best looking, in my opinion. Eddie Matthews, another great one. You know, there's just, uh, that's a great point. I think 53 is becoming so much more popular because. There's uh, a natural page. That's because of the increased prices on 51s and 52s. So you're going, all right, what's the next best thing I can get? Go try to buy a 57 or 53 tops mantle at any grade. You're gonna pay. It's it's a comma card, right? In a one, it's a comma card. Absolutely. You know? um, so, it, people that may not know what a comma card is, I mean it's over a thousand dollars. There's a comma in the price. So, the comma card is a phrase we use to describe a, a big boy card, a really you know nice looking and very expensive card, I guess I should say. So, the maze is the same way. So you got maze and mantle key key cards in that set. It's becoming more and more appreciated, I guess, even if it is still underappreciated relative to 52 tops. Um, it's getting there. It's coming up. So. And I'm sure in the comments, because we've kind of been bashing 52s, we haven't even shown any tonight. But I've got a Monty Irvin. Love this Bob Feller. I mean, this goes. This looks like one of the 58 cards that we were just talking about. With the yellow background. There's a classic one, Mike. So the Gus Zerniel with the oh, with the uh, George, do you have the Gus Zerniel card from Fifty Two Tops? Oh, I don't think so. That's a beautiful one, though. The the baseball stuff. Yeah, the baseballs. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you what. Like I was just going through this this again this collection I'm consigning, and he had a bunch of these aren't expensive Fifty Twos. We had a bunch of them, um, a lot, and and just. I mean, a stack and, and just touching them and, and like the card stock and, and the way, I mean, they tops took time on these, you know, they, yeah, they, they took time. They spent money. This is a thought out set. As you said earlier, Mike, I mean, I know you're saying it's overrated, but I mean, it, it is a thought out set and just to touch them and, and, and like realize the quality, you know, when you touch like a 61 tops and you realize it's kind of flimsy you know, the, the, these cards are built to last, I would say, and, and they really took time uh, in making them and designing them. Well, guys, I want to really thank you all for coming on. Uh, everybody gets to look forward to us over the next two weeks doing the 60s and the 70s. It'll, it'll be the same crew here going through these 
decades. I hope you really enjoyed this. In the comments, if you're on YouTube, I'd love to hear below. What are your favorites? What are your least favorites? Um, I think this is a discussion that there's no wrong answers or no right answers. It's one of those things that everybody can have an opinion. And as you saw tonight, we all agree with each other for the most, or even on when Don said 55 tops and George and I both probably almost fell out of our chairs, but what? But the point is, it's fun to hear what people think and why they think that way. And so leave those comments down below. Really appreciate it. And, uh, well, you know, Mike, and, and I know we want to shut this down here soon, but you had mentioned in the beginning, the fifties, the greatest decade of cards. Like when we do sixties next week, it's going to be very easy for me to pick sets. I don't like in the right. 60s and ones <laughs> I like. it's going to, there's no doubt about it where the fifties, this was so hard. To pick one you didn't like and one you like, but next week will be a piece of cake. Yeah, and also I think it, it speaks volumes about the fact that when we're showing these cards, and they're not just they're not rookie cards. I mean, we probably only showed a few rookie cards. We all showed the Aaron or whatever. Uh, we haven't showed the Mantle or the Maze or something like that. But we're showing just star cards, and we we all have the same cards. Like we all collected, even though we might not like the set or whatever, right. we all collect the same cards. Just just so we can say we showed them. I'll show the mantle in the maze right there. Show off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's you're right that all the cards are are beautiful when it, it's really a great decade and it was fantastic. This was fun. We're gonna have even more fun and probably get even more animated in these next decades because there's probably not as much love, like Don said, for some of those <laughs> '60s and '70s sets that we're gonna get to. But I've uh, got one question. For, yeah, go ahead. Before we end, do you guys have a favorite card of the '50s? Is there one card that's like, or is it too much to like? Not, not hard for me. Like, this is my favorite baseball card of all time. It's the 53 Bowman color Pee Wee Reese. I know it's a staged picture. I don't care. It is brilliant. Everything about it just screams awesome to me. That is my favorite card, period, including the fifth, certainly in the 50s. It's it's not the Don Mossy rookie card. It is not the Don Mossy rookie card, especially a signed one like that one. <laughs> my, no, my, yeah, mine's the, the Jackie. The 50 Bowman Jackie? Okay. Yeah. But I love, and I, I, I do have the Reese, and I absolutely love that card, but I, I don't have that Bowman. And George knows we've talked about this many times, how bad I want that. That might be my favorite card as well. Well, awesome. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining me today, tonight. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Mike. And again, I know this is a little bit of a long episode, but man, we could, we could go for days on this. And We'll, we'll have some more fun next week. Tune in next week. Hopefully everybody will come back and listen to us talk again about the 1960s. Everybody out there, have a great week wherever you are. And uh, hey, keep collecting.